We're going to dive into God's Word. I want to talk to you. We're in a, a series of relationships. Today is see me. Will you say that with me, see me? And I need to pray right now because of the, the importance of this, uh, the intensity of it. Not totally intense, but it's God wants to do something in all of our hearts when it comes to this message today. So, Father, I just thank you that you did not leave us alone, but you sent the Holy Spirit. Today, your Holy Spirit's here to fill us, to empower us, to lead us into all truth, to comfort us. We just invite you, Holy Spirit, to breathe upon your word. We pray for the rain of your Holy Spirit, the wind of your Holy Spirit, and the fire of your Holy Spirit. Today, Lord, let your word come alive. Touch people's lives. People need healing in this room. They need comfort. They need just everything that your kingdom, your, your, your kingdom brings. We say, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, amen. You may have a husband that dies. You might have sometime a, a wife that passes. By the way, chosen is this week on the 4th. If you're a widow or widower, uh, at 6 o'clock in Father's Market, you, you, uh, we're so excited. I mean, the place is full, isn't it, Radine? So uh, just a reminder of that. But maybe you've had a very hard situation, the loss of a child, a miscarriage. Maybe you right in the midst of a divorce, all hell is breaking loose on your life. Maybe it's bankruptcy. Maybe you can't find a job, maybe rape or molestation or, or whatever it is that you may be going through or you have been through. Uh, the see me today is all about being able to fill and see people around you like Jesus did. And he was amazing at doing that. How many of you know that there's not a person in this room that's going to not go through storms or trouble at some time in their life. How many of you know that today? If you think that you have faith that gets you around trouble or under tribulations or somehow over, I got news for you. Your faith is not to get you around and under. No, your faith is, faith is to get you through them. And so Jesus will be with you in the fire, through the flood. And so today, we all are faced with storms and tribulations and testings and trials, and we're all in the same boat with that. Uh, it's biblical. Matthew 5, 45, the second part of the scripture says, he makes his sun rise on the evil and on the good. He sends rain on the just and the unjust. What's absolutely amazing about Jesus is that Jesus walked on this earth so he knows exactly what you're faced with. Listen to the scripture today. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Hebrews 4.15 right now. Hebrews 4.15. It says this, for we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize. Will you say that word with me, sympathize? We, we don't have a high priest that cannot sympathize with us, with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. The message reads this way, and I think it's beautiful. It says this, we don't have a priest who is out of touch with our reality. He's been through weaknesses, weakness and testing 
experienced it all, all but the sin. Jesus knows what you and I are faced with. Sympathy is to be touched with a feeling of, listen to this, to be affected the same feeling as another, to sympathize with, to feel for, have compassion on. I want to let you know today something really beautiful, no matter who you are, your age, what you've been through, what you're going through. Jesus right now in this very moment knows exactly how you feel. I don't care what you've been through, what you're going through right now. You could have been through, had a great week. You may have had a horrendous week. You may have been going through something for four years, three years, one year, two weeks. It doesn't matter. I want you to know that Jesus knows exactly how you feel. You've been struck with a disease. You got a a bad uh, report from the the doctor right in the midst of, of, of all hell breaking loose in your life. Jesus knows exactly how you feel. What's amazing about our God is that he stepped out of heaven in the form of man, Emmanuel. He became man, 100% man. Mary changed his diaper, yo. He knows everything that you've been through. He knows everything. He knows exactly how, oh, J.O., I just... You, you don't know my grades in college. I, I blew it. He knows exactly, oh, you don't know what's going on with my husband, with my wife, with my family. We're new. He knows exactly how you feel. No one else in the world can tell you exactly that. But today, this message is so that we can get a little closer to that, that we can see people, that we can feel people. Jesus God-man was a man, God, who was full of empathy. Listen to the definition of empathy. I want you to hear two words in this definition. The ability, will you say that with me? The ability? ability, Say it one more time. The ability, you need to feel that, to understand and share the feelings of another. The ability. I think abilities can be learned. I think we can learn from Christ the ability to feel what someone's going through, the ability, and then look at the next part of it, the capacity. Say that with me, the capacity. I believe that God wants to give you the ability. I believe that God wants to give you the capacity to feel people, to see people, to, to, to experience what they are going through, uh, the capacity to place oneself in another's shoes. One of my favorite books, I've never even completely finished reading it. I got uh, part of the way, it's still a great book. It's called Out of Their Faces, Into Their Shoes. Jesus is the master, the, the, the master of this very emotional place that allowed himself to get into someone else's shoes, to step into your shoes. You can't say, Jesus, you don't know how I feel. Yes, he does. He, he's been in your shoes. Listen to this powerful scripture, Matthew 12, 20. A bruised reed... He will not break. A smoking flask, he will not quench till he sends forth justice to victory. Jesus has the ability to see that you're bruised 
and he won't break you. He has the ability to see your smoking flask today, and he won't snuff you out. See, see, you may have faith today, and it's wavering, and all you are putting out just a little flame, a little smoke. He's not here to blow you out or blow you away. He's not here to break What's been bruised, Jesus was the master of that. I never in the Bible see those who are are weak or those who are hurting or those who are bruised for him just to pound them down. Now, will he get up in your grill if you're self-righteous? You think you got it all together? Oh, he'll get up in your grill with that right there. He'll unload with truth. But typically, when it comes to the woman caught in adultery, the persons who, who is hurting, he didn't, he didn't break them. He was there to encourage them, to, to lift them up. You may be in a broken relationship, trauma, whatever, poverty. He will not break a bruised reed. He will not blow out your flickering candle today. I want you to know something. Some of you need to have your mind transformed in this, this simple transformation. God is not against you. He is for you. I need you to say that with me because some of you, you say that. You got it even written on your, your wall in a little frame, but you, you, you don't know it in your guts. The Bible says knowing the truth sets you free. Not just reading it in a little frame, but knowing the truth. Will you say that with me? God is for me. Declare it real, real big. Say it with me again. God is for me. So tell your neighbor right there, whatever neighbor it is, say, 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 God is for you. He is for you. Isn't that beautiful? God's for you today. Selah. Got a scripture I want you to read. I already told you there's not anyone that's not going to go through. You're going to go through things in life. I want to show you something beautiful that God will do with the sufferings and the pain. How many know that God never wastes the pain? God never wastes a hurt. You're like, J.O., you don't even know what I've been. He will not waste it in your life. He will turn it. He will use it. He will get the glory out of it. Listen to this scripture. 2 Corinthians 1, 3 through 4. 2 Corinthians 1, 3 through 4. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all Comfort, who comforts us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort those who are in trouble with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. Overcoming your misery gives birth to ministry. What's your misery today? Jail don't got one. Praise God. If you have a misery, I want to let you know God is setting you up for a ministry. I've seen it too many times. Your misery becomes your ministry because what you go through, God will use it to help others. God will take a misery of yours and turn it into a miracle for someone else. We wah, 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 
don't want to go through it. I mean, nobody wants to go through anything, right? If you just are excited to go through something, you are crazy anyway. But we don't want, we wah, 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 wah when we go through it. But I want to let you know that thing that you're whining, and we have different levels of whining. Some people are whiners better than others, and some people are a little tougher, but we all whine somewhere down the road. I want to let you know that God will take those areas, and it will be a miracle in someone's life. All of a sudden, you have someone that's like, you know what? My passion is to help people who are rape victims. Well, I wonder why. Man, I just have a passion to help people who, who are stuck in domestic violence. I... I I wonder why. Maybe it's because they've been through that misery. I'm going to give you a live example. If someone comes to me with cancer, I usually get my wife involved. You know why? Because she's a survivor three times cancer. You can't say, oh, oh, Pastor Brady, you just don't know how I feel. Oh, yes, you do. You may not like that grammar, but right there, it's good faith. She can get right in your shoes. She can give you a word. She can coach you. She can pray for you. She can walk with you, pastor you. I'm telling you why. Because she has been in that misery. And now it's just part of her misery, her ministry. I'm going to tell you right now, she can sympathize and empathize and have compassion on you and be, watch because of what she's been through. I was, I was praying about this. I said, God, exactly what do you want me to say? And all of a sudden, I'm walking down the road, and I hear God say, I had compassion on you. I started thinking, gosh, you sure did. My, my dad and mom were pastors, and my dad and mom and their associate pastors at eight years old, they were in a car, and they all got killed in a car wreck. And then at 16, my uh, cousin, who's like a brother to me, Eric, he was killed in a car wreck. And then at 17, I went to a, 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 a wreck, and it happened to be my sister, and she was killed in a car wreck and three months pregnant. I was sideways and jacked up for a long time, but God had mercy on me. And listen to me. When I hear someone struggling with anxiety, panic attacks, so much depression. I remember at times I would take my legs and try to move my legs because of what I was going through. I was absolutely paralyzed with panic, anxiety. If I hear someone struggling with OCD and all those different things, listen, I want to talk with them because I can give them hope. You know why I can give them hope? Because I have been there. I still struggle this day at times with different things. But you know what? I'm not what I used to be. I'm not where I want to be, but I'm not what I used to be at all. Now now feel me on that. I can pray with you. I can coach you. One day we decided to put together a overcoming anxiety uh, class at City Harvest Church where we were sent out of, and uh, another lady, Sue Club, she was part of that. So we, just, we, we, we put it out there for a commercial. We let people know, put it in the newspaper. Had no idea who was going to show up. That night, you want to know if people in this room struggle with anxiety and panic and depression and emotional stuff, I want to let you know that first class we had 103 people come. Why? Because people are hurting. They need answers. I say that because your misery 
becomes a miracle in someone's life. If you allow God to work through you, oh my goodness, it is such. See, it's easy to see someone with a head injury and they're bleeding everywhere, got a rib sticking out or a broken bone, some physical. But you know what? When, when, when someone's struggling with PTSD or they're struggling with some emotional problem, you can't see it. But when you get to know them, you can feel it. You can see them with your eyes of faith. Someone going through grief, someone that's lost someone, feeling someone's struggle who doesn't even want to live any longer. I tell you what, Jesus wants to pass that on to me and you so we can get out of their faces and into their shoes. To be able to see, to be able to feel. Jesus had the capacity. And he had the ability. Look at Jesus as one of his good friends. One of his good friends that wasn't a, one of the 12 disciples, wasn't one of the apostles, but he had a good friend named Lazarus. I want you to turn with me to that story because I want you to see that I'm, I'm, I'm talking, Jesus was the real deal. Look what he did in, in, in John 11. John chapter 11, verse 33 through 35. I'm going to read that. I'm going to be reading out of the NLT. I want you to see what Jesus went through when his friend died. 1133 through 35. When Jesus saw her weeping, who is her? That's Mary. Lazarus had two sisters that we know of, Mary and Martha. And he walks there. He gets there. He's, Lazarus has been dead for a few days. He gets there. Mary's weeping. And look at the reaction of Jesus. And he saw the other people wailing with her. A deep, this is Jesus, a deep anger welled up within him. Jesus? Deep anger? Well, why? Because of death. Do you think that God likes death? Do you know that death was not God's original intent? Death didn't appear until after the fall of man. Death is not natural. Oh, I I know. It's It's not really natural. I mean, it's natural in the sense that we're going to die. But this is not what God naturally intended for you and I. Jesus was welled up with anger because his friend died. You think that God doesn't feel when you lose someone and you're going through something, maybe a loss in your family? I'm going to tell you, I think it makes God angry. And it says this, welled up within him and he was deeply troubled, Jesus, deeply troubled. Where have they put him? He asked them and they told him, Lord, come and see. Here's a scripture that everybody in the church knows. Then Jesus wept. Shortest scripture in the Bible. Angry, deeply impacted, troubled, and Jesus wept. Out of their faces and into their shoes. Jesus wants to pass this on to you and me today. Why is it so important that this is passed on to me and you. Well, I'm going to get to that. And I want to read a, uh, just a couple of scriptures right here. It says this in, in Psalm 78, 38. Just, just kind of absorb this. 
But he, being full of compassion, forgave their inequity and did not destroy them. Yes, many a time he turned his anger away and did not stir up all his wrath. Psalms 86, 15. But you, O Lord, are a God full of compassion and gracious, long-suffering, abundant in mercy and truth. I'm not done preaching, so. <laughs> Psalms 112, 4. Unto the upright there arises light in the darkness. He is gracious and full of compassion and righteous. Psalms 148, uh, 45, 8. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger, and great in mercy. Why is sympathy, empathy, compassion so vital in our lives that God can work through our lives in these areas? Because if we allow these emotions to be part of who we are, it will change the world around us. You're going to change people's life one way or the other. If you're hard-hearted and cold, you can impact them in a very negative way. If you're compassionate, full of empathy, sympathy, you're going to impact them in a beautiful fashion. St. Francis of Assisi, the 12... I think at this point he was 23 years old. At 23 years old, he traded. There was, there was uh, uh, homeless people outside. I think it was the temple. He traded clothes with them, and the rest of that day he stayed in those clothes, and it changed his life. And after that, he gave up worldly goods, and he, he started a, a religious, like a religious foundation, and it helped those who were poor. And those who were lepers, struggling with leprosy. Why? Because of God changing his heart in the area of empathy and compassion toward others. Mother Teresa said this. She said, a life not lived for others is not a life. Selah. And then look at Jesus. Matthew 9, 36. But when he saw, say that with me, saw. See, I can walk down the street and not see anybody. I've done it. You, you, can, you can be in your own little world wherever you are and not see them. I can be at the gym with my little ear things in and not see anybody. Hey, I'm human too. You know what Jesus had the capacity and the ability to do? He saw them. Let me prove it to you. Uh, 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 but when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them because they were weary and scattered like sheep with no shepherd. Matthew 14, 14. And when Jesus uh, went out, he saw great multitude and he was moved with compassion for them and look, 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 healed their sick. He sees them. Matthew, I'm sorry, Mark 6, 34, with Jesus, when he came out, he saw a great multitude was moved with compassion for them because they were sheep not having a shepherd. So he began to teach them many things. He sees them. What does it mean to see? Here's part of the Greek uh, in the word see, to stare at, to discern clearly. 
It's not just, I don't think just naturally see them, even though you naturally see them, but it's also to discern clearly, to take heed, behold, perceive. He saw these people. When he saw them, it caused, it caused Jesus to do something. It moved Jesus to do something. Jesus sees them, he has compassion on them, and then he heals them, or he teaches them. He's moved with this thing called compassion. What, what does compassion mean? It's to have the, 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 the bowels yearn. There's something deep in your heart. You're moved with compassion. You're moved with empathy, and he was moved upon. And after, can you imagine, maybe we would see more healings if we were moved with compassion? He was moved with compassion and he healed. He was moved with compassion and he taught. He was moved with, with compassion. They were like sheep with having no shepherd. He taught them. He, he sees them. He has compassion. He fills them and he heals them. He sees them, fills them, and heals them. He sees them, fills them, and heals them. Well, that's Jesus, J.O. Well, you're, you're, you're a Christian. What does that mean? Little Jesus little Christ-like. He wants me and you to have those attributes to walk in them, to see, to feel, and to heal. Greater works will you do because he goes to the Father. Matthew 20, 34. So Jesus had compassion and touched their eyes. Look, and immediately their eyes received sight and they followed him. He heals but he heals because he's moved with compassion. Jesus moved with compassion, stretched out his hand, and touched him. Touched who? A dude with leprosy. You'd be like, are you willing? He's like, yes, I'm willing. (laughs) Because he's moved with compassion. I am willing be cleansed. I want to read this story. Seven scriptures, Luke 30 through 37. If you have, well, it starts with chapter 10. Luke 10, 30 through 37. If you've got your Bibles turned there, you should outline this. You should kind of circle it. It's very beautiful. It's also very convicting because the title doesn't mean that you have compassion. The title doesn't mean that you have empathy. I like it because it it has two dudes with titles. And then it has a no-name dude that made a difference. We're here to know God, find freedom, discover your purpose, and to make a stinking difference. I added the stinking. We're here to know God, to be a people after God's own heart. We're here to know God, find freedom. Discover our purpose and to make a difference. You can walk around all your life and never make a Christian, never make a Christian difference. Never make, you go to church, never make a difference. Jesus answered and said, a certain man, talking about who's your neighbor. Who's your, who's your neighbor? Jesus answered and said, a certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves who stripped him of his clothing, wounded him, and departed, leaving him half dead. Now, by chance, a certain priest came down the road, and when he saw him, 
I better get on this side. Everyone say, priest. He got on the other side. When he saw him, he passed by the other side. Likewise, a Levite, when he arrived at the place, came and looked. Passed by the other side. Priest and Levi. But a certain Samaritan, certain, we don't even know the dude's name, hero of the story, a Samaritan. Whew, that's, a, that's a whole teaching in itself, just a Samaritan. As he journeyed, came where he was. When he saw him, he had, he had, had compassion. So he went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. This is very, very, very convicting. Convicts me. Preaching to myself. He sent him on his own animal. Brought him to an inn and took care of him. On the next day when he departed, he took out two denarii, gave it to the innkeeper, and said to him, take care of him, and whatever more you spend when I come again, I'll repay you. So which of these three do you think was his neighbor to him who fell among the thieves? And he said, he who showed mercy on him, Samaritan. And Jesus said to him, go and do likewise. Wow. God, change your heart. You can say some really stupid things to people when you don't get in their shoes. You might be trying to be all cool and very nice. You could say it really tried, and you can hurt people. I can hurt people. Someone who's just lost someone. I had a pastor get up in my grill, and it doesn't even matter what he said, to be honest with you, but I wanted to hit him after my sister got killed. You have to be ever so careful of what you say to the person who's lost someone, lost a baby, lost a loved one, going through a divorce, going through whatever addiction, you name it, we have to get out of their faces and into their shoes. We want to do more good and and less harm, amen? They were all moved. Jesus, all these moved with compassion. Mother Teresa, St. Francis, all all moved with compassion, and it caused them to do something, and compassion led to miracles. 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 Why wouldn't we have compassion and empathy. I want to share just a few thoughts in closing. What causes us? What, what causes us? What hinders us? What blocks us from compassion, empathy, sympathy? Number one, apathetic. Ap- say that with me, apathetic. Apathetic. What is, what is the meaning of apathetic? It means showing or feeling no interest enthusiasm, 
or concern. I got to be honest with you. I'm not perfect with compassion and sympathy. I'm not perfect with those things. Empathy, I'm not perfect. But I am absolutely allergic to apathetic. I think we should be the most passionate worshipers on the face of the earth. I don't want to be apathetic toward loving my wife, toward loving my children, in preaching the gospel, preaching God's word, in worship, in anything that I do. I just don't, I don't want to be apathetic. Apathetic, not showing any concern. We all fall short, but listen, if you're apathetic today, I tell you what, let us, let us turn from that, press lean into God, amen? Don't allow an apathetic attitude to hinder from what God wants to do in and through you because you can change the world with compassion and sympathy. Apathetic is really honestly just this, lukewarm. I'll just, I just spit you out my mouth. That's what, that's what lukewarm warmness will get you. Uh, look at the next one, number two, trust. You're going, somebody's going through something and, and you just don't trust that they're telling the truth. I, I get that. I don't want to give money to someone that I think is going to go use it on heroin or crack or meth or any of those things. I get that. But there's also a radical middle there. Jesus was stuck between two thieves. You're always stuck. What decision? There's always some, 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 you, you, you always got to make these decisions. Because if we remember, when we do it to them, when we do it to the least of them, we do it to Christ. Now, still use wisdom in all that. The next one, number three, time. Say that with me, time. J-O-I, man, I'm business. Don't got time. I think we, we are all faced with that. I am. You just need to be sensitive with that. Another one, look at this one, trouble. Jail, I got my own troubles, y'all. We all in the same boat. But it's beautiful whenever you get out of your own little world and your own troubles and you see people with much small, bigger troubles. Wow, it's very impactful. You'll, 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 you'll walk away, well, I'm super blessed. I'm too blessed to be stressed. You find out that your troubles are not as bad as you think they are. And look at the last one, capacity and ability. That's empathy. To have the capacity to get in their shoes, to have the capacity. God, broaden my heart. Make my heart bigger. Help me to feel. Give me the capacity. Give me the ability to get in their shoes. Amen. Amen. Can you all feel that that's the heart of Jesus today? Can you feel that we should all probably be stretched a little bit in the area of empathy, in the area of relationship to others when it comes to compassion and sympathy?